swinging free kick and a chance here for Kelly. He scored! David Kelly! Trackman a level against all the odds! Jennings. There's the kick. Scoreboards! This is Buxton, away from Backinson, this is Pringle, now Caprice, Caprice with the cross, the header, it's in, it's Connor Jennings! Right now, folks, what's happening? Welcome back once again to the This Is Tramia Instant Post Match Analysis Podcast. At This Is Tramia on Twitter. My name is Matt Hibbert, at Matt Hibbert on Twitter. And I'm joined by the returning um, Freshman's exclusive weekend tour of Europe and Scandinavia. Big <laughs> time himself, Mr. Paul Hart, Mr. PH, how are we? Yeah, not too bad. Thank you for for, uh, for not selling me down the river on Friday, by the way. Well, I thought it was going to be some extravagant story that I was going to uh, get back to on, on Friday evening, but uh, no, you just you actually told the truth. So I thought uh, yeah, about it, but um, I think watching that show of the shite on Friday, just, you know, I was like, I can't even be bothered concocting a bollock story about Paul Arthur. That's that's how bad the performance was on Friday. Um, yeah. So today, it was the big Easter double add, and we always said that these two results would um, would have a big bearing on on where we finish. We've lost at Cheltenham four 0 got battered. Much first of all, much better performance today. But you know that was hard, was it? Yeah, couldn't yeah. have got any weights against Cambridge. You were top. Um, they didn't have a single shot or chance other than the penalty. Right, and we'll get yep. to the penalty in a little bit. Um, they'd won the previous four, so they were flying, by the way. I yeah. thought we were much the better side. I thought first off, and this is what it comes down to, and it's been the same in this run of games. We now one win in six. Only one defeat in there as well, and that was Friday. But one win in six, and it's when we're on top in these games, like in the Mansfield game, um, even like the Colchester game where we, you could say we were looking to get a point but we were bang on top of the first half hour and then like the last 20 we're creating chances we're missing chances when you bang on top and it might not even be clear cut chances like the Naya Kirby one in the Colchester game it was just you know, the opportunity was there with the right final ball someone has a free header a free volley or a one on one and yeah. it's not when we're bang on top in games taking these opportunities it was a great goal, a brilliantly worked goal. It was like the tra- that was the tram you know we'd been since October, wasn't it? Fast little, great little passes, ball in, yeah. great touch, great finish by Lewis, and um, it was looking good. We had a couple of little chances to get a second. You know, again they they really didn't threaten. I didn't think. I I can't think. I'll try and get the stats up. Paul um, says they had seven shots, five on target. I I can't remember. And the, the penalty, we'll, we'll get to the penalty because it needs discussing. Um, but what it's, you're it's general thoughts? It's misleading, by the way. I know, what? like, the, you know, the Trust and Keith Hill are trying to spin stats, obviously favourably to them, but fact, facts, you know, stats can tell you a story. But I think in terms of, like, performance and that type of thing, your eyes tell you a lot, a lot better. Uh, and you get a feel of, of the game when you're watching the game. You can be given a, a you know a shitload of stats about this, that, and the other, but you know you well, can spin for, them however you want. Really, yeah, for instance, Paul, to make that point for you, we had 64 percent possession on Friday against Cheltenham. Apparently, yeah, Great. exactly. Brilliant. Can we trade some of that in for some goals, please? Yeah, like, and they they only had six shots on goal. But they scored four, so is that a positive that we, we kept them just to six shots? It's yeah, for them, that's, that's, that's clinical. Be a positive, yeah. Yeah. yeah, 
So what, what were your what were your general thoughts on on today on the performance and the results? Yes. Well, I wasn't around on Friday. I was absolutely furious. <laughs> and um, yeah, if I hadn't been in my mum and dad's, I would have been. I would have been effing and well, you effing had, and jeffing on it. You'd had a few cans, anyway, by all accounts. <laughs> but um, was back. It was. It, it, it was. To say that in the morning when they tweeted the post about them being well-prepared. And even after the match, he said they were well-prepared. And I'm like, well, after three minutes, they didn't look well-prepared whatsoever because I don't know what he was expecting from Cheltenham. But a long throw-in is quite a big part of their game, by all accounts. And we didn't have a fucking clue what to do with it. So <laughs> um, They may have yeah, been well-prepared, but it, it, the preparation might have been totally wrong. But anyway, that's a, maybe a run for another day. Yeah. Um, yeah. Today was was much better because they were absolute dog shit on on Friday. Um, I think the application, the endeavour, the desire. You know, we were actually winning some first and second balls, which that, we never did on Friday. That, that's the bare minimum you should be expecting. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's 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 what I mean. It's not to be and, celebrated, that is it? Really? No, no, no. But that's that's the the least that yeah. you know, should have been seen today. Um, I'm, I'm pleased that we did, we did see it. I know we're not going to be playing probably free throwing football because of the tiredness, and you know we're not going to be scoring loads of goals because our main goal scorer was out. But the, the least I want to see is us competing. And on Friday, I just thought we didn't really compete, um, not to what those players are capable of anyway, by by far. Um, but yeah, we we did a bit better today. Um, We'll come on to the, the delivery and the, the final ball. But, yeah, you know, if, against the top of the league, you know, points, it's it's good. It puts us back in the top three. It keeps the, the you know, this this run of one in six, one defeat in six or whatever. Um, but, yeah, if I'm completely honest, we don't really look like winning many games at the minute, which is a concern. But, um you know, if everybody else keeps losing, I don't suppose it matters, but um, chances of that happening are probably slim. So, yeah, better, but um, room, definitely room for improvement, obviously. I think, um, sorry, I'd, I'd muted my mic there to let you speak, Paul. Um, a, f- a few people have said the same, mate. It feels like a bit of, it feels like a loss, that, doesn't it? But you, you made the point there, Paul, of it's one defeat in six, yeah? But it's one win in six as well. And yeah, at no, the no. minute, it's not just... And that one win was against Exeter, and I still say that that was not, you know, a deserved win. Like, we played we played much better today. We created a lot. We created more in the first 20 minutes than we did in 90 minutes. We didn't create anything on Friday. But we looked a threat. You know what I mean? Woolery, Lloyd, Feeney were getting in them little triangles and, you know, making things happen. We haven't touched on it yet, but you know, now's the time. The Jay Spearing injury. I mean, we always said, I think you go back a couple of months, um, back to like January, even February time. You know, we we spoke of the spine that we had, and it was vital to us. And it, the spine was Scotty Davis, Peter Clark, Jay Spearing, James Vaughan. And we said, if there's an injury to them, you know, we'd be in trouble. We have now lost three of them. Um, obviously, the Vaughan one is the one we felt the most. I think this Spearing one. I mean, I thought Leo Connor was great today, especially once Spearing went off. I thought he was fantastic, and thank God, you know, it's turned out that he can play in that midfield role because there's no one there now, is there? Let's hope that the Spearing one was just a precaution to go off, but it looked like it was his, his hamstring, wasn't it? The way he was walking, yeah. the way he was holding it, and something like that. Normally, you know, it's not a knock. If you, anyone who's ever played will know if your hammy goes you feel that twinge that twang more yeah. often than not it's a couple of weeks to a month before because you know, you come back too early it's just going to go again same as your groin if you have a groin strain hammy go so I don't know where that leaves us you know we've got seven games to go it's just it, the luck isn't with us at the minute is it in terms of the injuries again I don't know where Vaughan is there's been zero update on him I'm pretty sure it's nearly six weeks since the Leighton Orient game and the original prognosis was he'd be four to six weeks so 
we keep hoping that we every time that team gets announced that he's just going to be in that eleven or at the very least <laughs> on the bench. But no such luck. Um, it was nice for me. I thought it was nice to see back a Taylor back in, in the fold and back on the bench today. I thought he did well. For, he came on for ten minutes. He didn't have a chance to you know go one v one, but the stuff he did yeah. good. He won a couple of corners from very tricky positions. Um, I think now it's this... time, Paul, to touch on the fucking crossing all game, especially well, second half. Can I, can I just briefly touch on the, the the team selection? Yes, please do. Because I mean, George Ray, he was he was shocking on Friday. I mean, made no bounds about it. He's been he has been good, but he had a you know he had a very poor game on on Friday. Monte wasn't even in the the eighteen, and then he comes straight into the team. And then Blackett Taylor's back in, and it just it seems very strange. Yeah, how can you go from being it's bombed out the squad? All, we said poor Sid Nelson. Throughout all these things, yeah. the set her off is sat on the bench the whole time. Going, um, it's like he sat on the bench. Just, it's like you'd think he's on the he bench. Got, he, yeah, he got mentioned the other week saying, "Oh, the, the, there's a great to the governess with the squad." He even said, "Who's not even you know not even getting a game? He's like right behind everyone." And I'm thinking, like, he's been sat on the bench so many times, and then people have been bombed out, and then they brought straight back into the starting eleven. It's just. It's, Seems oh, very strange. I don't, I don't know what's going on, like behind the scenes. Um, but there is some strange selections. But anyway, yeah, the crossing was. I mean, I don't know what they're doing training, but it's so frustrating when you know. I mean, you talk about hitting the first man. I mean, we weren't. <laughs> we weren't even getting near the first man. The best cross we put in. At one point, I think it's Keir the Modest, it was his can't put across him with about three minutes to go, and it hit their, literally their, their man blocked it and went off a corner, and Nick was like, that's the best cross we've put in all off. <laughs> it's the one that got blocked by the first man and went for a corner. Literally, how many, there must have been seven or eight second half especially, that all just ended up in the cop. And the wind, as other people pointed out, the wind was blowing against, so it wasn't like the wind was blowing it out. It's well, just no, getting into these great positions to put balls in. And your final ball's that bad. Like, it's so frustrating. I don't know why the TV in my front room has survived the last month. Like, it survived, <laughs> it survived the first, like, 10 games of the season just about. Because we were, it got to that point where you were resigned that we were going to get beat. And you sort of don't react, do you? Whereas now, we're in this fight at the top of the table to, to get promoted. And ball's going in like that. There was one, the final one in injury time. Like, in like, we were in the 95th minute of the four minutes. And Feeney, cuts back in and you're thinking right whip one in here and he just whipped one from the left hand side straight out to the cop and he did that thing. he looked at the floor and it was like don't you dare and do you know what he's got such we've seen he's got such quality yeah, yeah, and yeah. so that's, calm you know that's so the, frustrating that's, that's, that's the frustrating thing is that we know that these players uh, you know on their day can deliver you know brilliant balls into the box it's just they're going through one of those phases where nothing seems to be going right. And, you know, whether it's you know, tired minds, tired legs, all this talk of being tired, I think tiredness a lot of the time is in your head. If you, you keep telling yourself you're tired, then you're going to, you know, act tired if you like. And I don't think that all the talk of, and we know how many games that everyone's been playing, but I don't think we're... I don't think we played that many more than everybody else, uh, you know, in this in this short time frame because everybody's playing catch up. So I just think that maybe has got into people's heads a bit. Um, and obviously, well, I don't want to bang on about the subs again. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, the, the the players are good are are good enough. We've seen you know plenty of occasions when Feeney delivers you know, perfect. You know, pinpoint accurate crosses, and just today it was just they were all over the place. But uh, yeah, one of them, one of those things. Strangely, Paul, you know, after this weekend's results, you know, a, a thrashing on Friday and a, a disappointing point today, we still find ourselves in third place. Like, we've actually <laughs> today, we've actually gone up a, a place. We've gone above Bolton's unbeaten run, came to an end at Newport. That Newport were the only 
team in the top seven to win. I think Morecambe play later, if I'm correct. Let me just double check. I think um, there's two late games, isn't it? Southend, Carlisle, Morecambe, and someone else. Or did Morecambe play today? In no, I, th- I think. Let me just. Talk. Yeah, Morecambe play Southend at home tonight. So you'd expect them to get a result, and Carlisle play Scunny. Um, so if Morecambe if Morecambe win, they will go above us into fourth. Um, it's it's so tight there. It does look now, doesn't it? Like Cambridge yeah, they, and Cheltenham. They play tomorrow, sorry. Uh, oh, were they tomorrow? Are they? Tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Um, so it does look like Cambridge and Cheltenham have put some distance between us and the rest. Yeah. So it could be now. It's like going to be but six, seven of us one place, which is not. Yeah, this tells you everything about this division. We keep saying it's there for the taking, and the fact that we've had <laughs> quite a poor run of late, we've we've actually moved up into the auto positions. There's there's nothing here in this league. Everybody's beating everybody else. Just need that bit of consistency over the last what was it eight games left. Uh, seven seven games left, is it now? Um, seven consistency left. now. Um, we'll be fine because everybody else seems to be sort of here, there, and everywhere. Um, yeah, there's nothing. There's no standout teams in the. I, I, everyone was was raving about Cheltenham the other day. I didn't think they were all that good. I don't think we made. We could, them have, played, fuck it, we could have played Renford Regis for they would have battered us. We were that bad. They were very effective. But, you know, the style of football for me, oh, did not like it. And just lumping it forward, trying to win throw-ins whenever they could, because well, that, is, that is their strengths. And I'm fair play to him. You play to their strengths. But yeah, they, they were direct no, ball. They went in behind. Yeah, and do you know what? By the same token, no, today, like, we've played these twice now. And I thought we were, I mean, one of the best, best performances of the season was down there under Jacko. Yeah. Like, by far the best performance under Jacko, maybe even all season. How we didn't win that game is a travesty. I thought today they didn't. Did they have a single shot on goal other than the penalty? I I can't remember one off the top of my head. And you know, and he saves. It was one of them days. I, I felt like everything went for them. Everything dropped for them. Even the penalty. You know, he makes a great save. And you know, initially whenever that happens, and you know, and they score the rebound, you go, "Oh fucking hell, who was chasing it in?" It literally rebounded straight to Paul Mullins. So, so, yeah. It's impossible. It's just yeah. so frustrating. We should probably then get to the one, the big contentious decision that everyone's talking about is, is the penalty. Now, my first thought when it happened, all because you couldn't really see it clearly because there were so many players there, but when you hear, when you see one of your players go in for a tackle in the box, the ball go flying, <laughs> their player go down and scream straight away. You just think it's going to be a penalty, don't you? First, that's your yeah. first thought. The way our players initially reacted, and the, the way the ball went away, I was like, I swear he won the ball. Like, he, if anything, I thought he hooked the ball, and their player clattered into him. You see the replay. I, I've only seen it once. I haven't seen it on Twitter, and I only saw it once where they showed it on iFollow. Lewis wins the ball, doesn't he? Lewis wins the ball, hooks it away for a throw-in, and their fella comes clattering in. Is that right, Paul? Or have I got it completely wrong? Which wouldn't be the first time. <laughs> now, after... <laughs> It was certainly contentious. It's one of them where you the get the game's gone. Is what I'm going to say because you can't. You literally you can't. You can't put a foot in in the box without fear of giving something away. Paul, these days you can't. You can't have your arms other than down to your side because if it hits your hand, it's handball. You can't put a tackle in because even. You know, if you win the ball, it was reckless. It was, it was, uh, you know, under, you weren't in control. Blah blah blah. You're risking giving away a penalty, trying to defend your goal. That's, mm. yeah. I mean, if that had been given for us, obviously we'd be saying, yeah, stone cold penalty. I would. <laughs> like, I, I, like the penalties we've got over the last few weeks. There's been you know, the handball ones. You're like fucking hell. Like by the letter of the law, you go, yeah. Their penalties now, but they're not hardy. Do you know what I mean? Some of these handballs. Like, what? Where do you want these? Do you want? Do you want to just chop everyone's arms off, or put pockets in the shorts of footy shorts of players? Any time you're in your own box, put your hands in your pockets, or just tie people's handcuff them behind the back. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> what are you supposed to do? I mean, these days, Paul. These days, you put a tackle in in the box, you get arrested and thrown in jail, don't you? These days. 
yeah. these days, you put a tackle in in your own penalty box, you get arrested yeah. and thrown in jail. That's what it is, isn't it, Paul? Yeah, which is where Jake, that's why Jake is. is well, that's the truth uh, behind why Jake's in jail. Still yeah, doing apology. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Stuart Lee was his attorney. <laughs> Um, I, yeah, I mean, the general consensus is it was, and you, I know you can go and say, look, it, the reaction of the, the players tells you everything. But like, honestly, this one was not a single one of them was like, like once it was given, they were all walking down, heads down, and our entire team was saying, he won the ball, he won the ball, he cleared yeah. the ball, and like, you know, I think sometimes like the direction the ball goes in should give you. A- you know, a fair idea. Of you think so, wouldn't Obviously, without being disrespectful to iPhone, you know, we we got one replay, so it's not as if we've had like five angles like you'd get on match day to to have a clear view of you know who won the ball or uh, you know a close up. It wasn't wasn't the best angle, but. Does look like he played the ball. Obviously, the reaction of the players says says a lot. And uh, yeah, I think Cambridge were 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 playing for a lot of fouls during the game, and obviously that was that one's uh, one of my you know the best opportunities to to get themselves a goal. So I'm trying to find the video the, uh, on Twitter, but it seems the, to be at the best game. No, like. I, I know, again, I, I don't ever like going into blaming the ref territory because, you know, whatnot, but I just felt like it was one of them games where he, there was a, there was an incident in the second half and just after they'd scored where the ball went up and Danny Lloyd got fucking clattered just around the halfway line. I, I mean, fucking clattered through the back. And then 10 seconds later, the ball went down their end and Peter Clark does the exact same thing. And they were both fouls, by the way. And he gave them a free kick and you just go... On what fucking planet? There was one in the first half where Woolery was like running towards the edge of their box and their fellow brought him down and he didn't give it. And you just think, what, what game are these these people watching? It doesn't, I mean, I, I don't think it was a penalty. Again, I'm trying to find a, a replay. I'm sure if anyone's listening to this can can link me one later. At Matt Hibbert, at this is Trammy, at Paul Operated 2, um, just to confirm. But I, I really don't think it was a penalty. But again, kill these games off. When we were bang on top for that first 45 minutes, beat two up. Like, when was the last time we were two goals clear in any game? Yeah, I agree. Who was that in the background? Paul. Oh, that was the kids. So, the kids. I presume they just watched the replay of the penalty, have they? <laughs> and they're yeah. furious. So, yeah. um, just trying to keep four kids under, under control. Hey, that's me for everyone. Great to have Great to have Paul Harper on the everyone, isn't it? Paul Harper and his back. Paul Harper and the backgrounds is what we call. Yeah, yeah, it. Wouldn't be an episode. So keep yeah, everyone on the toes. It's not, you know, it's, again, but we can't keep saying the ref cost us the game. Blah blah blah. It's it's the same. You know, the great strike by the Mansfield player, the great strike by the Oldham player that got them the points. This it's like there's six points dropped in three home games. Our home form was poor. Our away form was great up until that. I think that was our first defeat since like October or something crazy. Oh no, since Exeter. Since Exeter. We've been unbeaten away from home. We now go poor. I think we got back-to-back aways, haven't we? I think next week we go to Scunthorpe. Yeah. You know. Uh, yeah, next week is Scunthorpe. And then the week after we go to Walsall. And they're two teams in, you know, down the bottom end of the table. But in recent weeks, we haven't exactly been great, have we? Against teams, we haven't been great full stop, but you know, on on paper they're winnable games. But everyone said that about Grimsby and Colchester, didn't they? In Mansfield, they were like, "Oh, we'll we'll go there and win." It's not that fucking simple, unfortunately, is it? And you look at again the runs that they're on, Paul. So, where's Scunny? Scunny one win and six. Walsall no wins and six. Do the form team, Paul? Do you know who the form team in the division is right now? Uh, presume it's so Bolton. Nope, Port Vale five five wins out of five in the league. Oh, is it? Yeah, and after that, Leighton Orient. Oh, lovely. Yeah, exactly. Lovely. Oh, and then Cambridge. <laughs> but yeah, uh, it's, uh, promotion is there for the taking. We just got to be able to put some sort of a run together these last these last few games and. Uh, 
Yeah, I think, I think we'll be all right. I think we'll be all right. Just got to... Just, obviously, the, the goals is uh, is the big concern, but try and create a little bit more than than we have been. Um, getting some back, getting you know, getting into those good positions, delivering that, that good final ball, um, and getting on the end of things. And but yeah, today was a lot better. Friday was a, a write off. Let's try and forget about that. Oh, I'm still fuming about it. Uh, but yeah. It's uh, it is it is there for the taking, and all those things you've just said just leaves me thinking. This league, there's nothing in this league at all, nothing at all. Um, the fact that we've been, I'd say half the season we've been absolutely dreadful, um, and we're third. <laughs> so it's crazy, crazy. It's a funny old game, isn't it? Football. As Reeves used to say, Paul, it's a <laughs> funny old game. Aye, aye, but uh, yeah. Better, better, better today, and uh, but yeah, still a bit of room for improvement. Well, we've got to go before we get into the tweets, Paul. It's we're now going into the final seven games. Scott Davis is out. You know, could have could have played his last game for Tramia. He's out of contract in the summer. He won't be playing again this season. Um, James Vaughan, who knows? Again, just no news on him whatsoever. Jay Spearing, growing or hamstring there today. I'd be very surprised, you know, unless it was just a precaution. But, you know, it's, it's the, the worst look at the worst possible time, as usual, to Trammy Rovers, isn't it? The spine of our team. All that would happen now is Peter Clark to um, slip on a shampoo bottle in the shower. It is tonight. And be out. And there's the entire spine of the team gone. I said today, like, if you talk, if you talk, Jesus Christ, Paul, the hell was that? Sorry, that's just... <laughs> It's just someone shut the door on me. That was a door. Yeah. It sounded like a small explosive. No, just a conservatory door. If you take Paul Mullen out of their team, like they'd feel the difference, do you know what yeah. I mean? Like no, no, so no. if you take the spine out of any team going for the top three right now, any team in the country, take the spine out of them. As you've seen with Liverpool this season, and all they lost was you know, I know they've had other injuries, but the main one was Van Dyke, wasn't it? You take yeah. the spine out of your team, and Vaughan was our, our Van Dyke in terms of the most important player in the team. It's fucking hard. Do you know what I mean? And I think if we could just get Vaughan back for the last, you know, I think it would make such it makes such a difference to suddenly how we'd be able to play again. But then he's not going to play the game, is he? In six weeks, so he's not going to come back and be fighting fit. I just at the minute, I I can't see us getting top three. I just can't. Like I think. The teams below us, you Bolton's, Forest Greens, Morecambe's, Newport's, even Exeter's and Leighton Orient just below. I think, you know, one of them's going to get, you know, back into a bit of form. And I just can't see us with the injuries mounting and the form just not being good. We just can't seem to turn that corner and get the results. I'd be, I'd be, I'd be shocked if we, if we got automatic. I, and like, I don't think if we end up in the playoffs, then God help us. Wouldn't surprise me, Paul, now if we fucking end up in eighth. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> the way the way things are going at the minute, everything's going wrong. Yeah. It's what we've been a strange season. Yeah. yeah. But you know, strange, I know, I know stranger things I've, have happened. Yeah. I'm not sure I've spoken about it much, but uh, the Davis thing, uh, he is a big, not so much, a, because I think Joe Murphy is, uh, sorry, the kids are just going out. <laughs> Uh, uh, I think Jay Murphy is probably a, maybe as good a goalkeeper, arguably. But um, he's such a big character in the dressing room. <laughs> such a big character, they're just pulling faces in the window. Going on here. He's such a big. Character in the dressing room, and he obviously take that take that away. Uh, it's going to be a big loss. But Joe is just as good a goalkeeper. Um, the sparing one is a, a big one. Hopefully, he's not out for for too long. <laughs> um, where was I? Uh, and Vaughan. So you're three of your spine uh, are taken away. Obviously, we know what about the issues at centre half. You know, chopping and changing with partnerships and stuff but, but uh, 
uh, it has been difficult, and obviously, you know, with all the COVID stuff that's been going on um, for for everyone, it's been a difficult season. But we can we can still do this, and yeah, just hopefully, hopefully get form back. Um, it would be nice for them to 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 put an update out. You'd think that the journalists would be asking these questions. Because, you know, the big issue for us is scoring goals. We've got a goal scorer out. Nobody's mentioned to Dickie Bird about him, whether that's because they've been told not to or whatever. But it would be nice to know a little bit of news as to when we might expect to see him. Same with the Blackett Taylor thing. Like, why is he in and out the team as erratically as it seems? Is there a reason? Does he... If Keyfield sort of doesn't doesn't like him as a player, or doesn't, or if he's got a bad attitude, tell us if he's got a bad attitude, and then you don't get all this speculation and moaning on Twitter and this left left right and centre, all this bickering, and just kind of sets it all clear. But obviously, you know, some things you do want to keep behind closed doors, and some things you don't. Um, I don't. I obviously don't know Keyfield personally, but um, seems... talking about want to talk about closed doors. Maybe before you do the podcast in future, maybe close <laughs> the door of the room you're in to yeah. stop um, washing machines, <laughs> um, children, <laughs> delivery drivers. Yeah, and, yeah. Very good. It's a very good point. That actually, uh, but yeah, whichever room I get into, I'm always uh, you know, broken so into. Into an all night. Please. Every time you start the podcast, yeah, but uh, yeah, I can't remember what I was saying. But yeah, let's move on. <laughs> Finally, some professionalism, folks. Um, what's Twitter saying? Positive, negative, a bit of a mixture. Bit of a mix, to be honest. Yeah, uh, I think after after Friday, when I was going through uh, Twitter, it was just like. You know, there was some <laughs> some really bad stuff on there. Then today, just everyone's pleased. And I, I put a tweet out earlier saying the least we need is to see a bit of fight, a bit of spirit from this team um, after the shambles of, of Friday. And they, you know, they did put up that. Uh, so yeah, let's uh, let's let's see some of your reaction. Uh, Dan's how he said we'd have taken being in the top three at five o'clock today. Uh, performance was badly needed. If we'd limp to a 1-1 draw, it'd be a different story. Keep Ray on the bench, play Lloyd every game, bin, bin Nugent off and pray for Vaughan. And we might well do this. Might just do this. Up the Whites, John Lear says, uh, we didn't create enough or show enough quality to win. The work rate and effort was much better, though. Spear and injury is a worry. And I don't believe we'll see Vaughan again this season. It's not been a good Easter. And we've forgotten how to win or see our game. Uh, Danny Sadler says the CBT cameo was good. Manny did what he should have been doing all season. Harsh penalty. Lots more of a top of the table clash on Friday. Hill's gone with logic in regards to Nugent. It's the only thing that's frustrating me as he offers nothing. Uh, we're third and we're grinding it out. That's kind of the point I was trying to make. Um, Joe Stats says forget Feeney's supposed quality, which is very hit and miss. But he... Is he someone you want to go to war with in this last seven games of the season to help us out of the top three? Hmm. It's a, it's a tough one, isn't it, Paul? We, we're really getting down to, not the bare bones, because you know, we, we've still got a, a decent squad, but the more you look into the bench and stuff like that, the quality isn't there, is it, at the minute? Uh, you like, take him out, who do you put in? You put in Crawford. Don't think he offers... As good an option as Feeney, so no, we just need Feeney to get back to you know his final ball. It was as well, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Again, they've got another basically week break, haven't they? They've got all week off here, so well, uh, yeah, five days, man. five so days to to recover. So you know they should be fresh, and they're going down to Scunthorpe. Got nothing to play for. They're in eighteenth. They can't. Almost certainly can't get relegated. It'd be shocking if they did from the position they're in. They've got several games in hand, so they've got a lot of games to play. In you know, and they're playing tomorrow, aren't they? So they'll have a day less rest if yeah. we want to get into that argument of being tired that people <laughs> to throw out there. Um, so yeah, it, it's two 
away games. We've John, it'd be two Belcher away games to go. Scunny and Walsall. I've got good and I've got good and bad memories of both them places, but more recently, both are, are good memories. So, yeah, it's look. We, we've got to fucking stop winning games. Do you know what I mean? F- five, four games without a win in the league, one win in, in six. We've we've basically. I know I had a go about saying like, must win games and stuff, but it's getting to the point where the games are going to become must win and. Yeah, we've got to go to Father's Green in a couple of weeks. We've got Salford coming to our place. You've got to, if you want to get promoted at this stage, seven games left, you've got to be going to Scunthorpe and Walsall and getting results, haven't you? It's as simple as that. Mm. Yeah, you'd like to think so. Uh, Zaki says, mixed thoughts. Good to see a reaction from Friday. Would have been a scrappy 1-0 win, if not for a very strange decision from the ref. Crossing was abysmal. I think CBT should have been on earlier. Uh, Dave Granger says, not a disaster, but not stunning. Ultimately, we were unlucky from a, uh, a BS penalty. penalty. Uh, so we've had a few lucky penalties given of, uh, of late. Lots of complaints about wild crosses, but let's remember the ball refusing to stay on the penalty spot was a windy one this afternoon. Yeah, I think yeah Yuri... I mean, the wind was blowing the other way, though. <laughs> yeah, Yuri Geller was above the ground in a helicopter, wasn't he? Just like in the other 96, apparently. So. Yeah. Um, Jez Walker says other results have helped shocking decision for the pen on the whole if spearing his back soon we have proved we can keep someone like Mullin quiet much improved but a nervy end to the season is guaranteed now we wouldn't have it anyway would we a nervy end of the season Um, Michael Wallace says better than Friday however that's not hard somehow we are feared god knows how uh, we need to kick on now. Two winnable games coming up if we want to go up, as, as you've just said there, Matt. Um, Hayden Absalom says, when we attack, we never seem to have control of a game and sustain multiple attacks at a time, have three or four efforts on goal. It's always one attempt, fail to recover the second ball, and then we're counted. Uh, we never control games or sustain attacks. Interesting. Interesting, yeah. Um, Mondinho says, still feels hollow getting into the auto spots, although I would take sneaking into him on the last day. Nugent offers nothing. Not sure he even touched the ball in nearly 30 minutes. Second half crossing was abysmal. Was it overcompensating for the swirling wind? Yeah, possibly. Maybe, maybe. Wouldn't it be if great we, if we want to make excuses for If, him. like, we all fucking, you know, I'm quite level-headed, like, to think so. But, like, he's starting to wind me up, Nugent. Like, he scored a penalty. He set up the Carlisle goal, and then you know, he's missed good chances against Crawley. Um, missed a chance. I think Man's, he's, he's missed you know decent chances, and he's coming on and having like no impact in games. Like he's been anonymous in games, which is you know for a player of his quality is it's just not acceptable, is it? But is it going to be one of them where he just pops up? A bit of a Delroy Facey thing, where he was just a complete waste of space all season, <laughs> and then he pops and up. He scores the goal. goal that takes us up. Yeah, like Facey scored the goal that kept us up. I'd yeah. fucking love that right now. And then you could ship, go back to Preston and go and get another club in the summer, and we'll forget all about it. But <laughs> at the minute, I'd honestly, if you said to me now, you'll you'll scrape their place on the final day. As much as it would be hell on earth going through that, I'd bite your hand off right now. It seems to be doing a lot. I mean, the last few episodes, Paul talking about. Eating, bite, bite. Yeah, yeah. that didn't come up on um, on Friday. On Friday. Yeah. So maybe it's a Paul Harper thing. Yeah, yeah, indeed. Right, Paul G says it was a better performance. Crossing in the second half was woeful. And Dave Nugent, what's the point? Uh, should give Jolly or Burton a go instead of the geriatric waste of space. That's his words, by the way. Um, the Nugent thing, yeah. It, I've said it time and time again. It was if he'd have been fit and had played a few games this season, I could understand it a bit more. The fact that he hasn't kicked a ball all season, I doubt there's been any reserve team football as this, so he probably hasn't even played any resis. It's a weird one, but like to have to to catch up. But as you as you keep saying, he was brought in as a kind of a backup. You know, a sub to bring on. I don't to, think he was ever meant to be playing to, 90 minutes I think, as the main striker, I, was he? I think the, 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 the main problem I've got with it is that 
we have this system that Keith Hill has adopted and he doesn't seem very flexible to change it to maybe benefit Nugent. I don't think Nugent works particularly well as that lone man up front chasing the corners and you know trying to win the flick-ons and stuff like that that Vaughan is quite good at doing. Um, he's a totally different option and we don't seem to have a different method of playing or it doesn't seem to be anyway when when Nugent is leading the line. So I'm going to you know, give him a little bit of leeway on that. Um, so that's my that's my opinion anyway. Uh, Steve Rawlinson says, frustrating yet again in the final third of our end product. No doubt the fraud will see this as a positive point. Yeah. Um, Ian Jones says, Fort O'Connor slotted into Spearman's role well. Um, ref had a shocker, allowed their players to decide decisions. CBT had one cross that was better than almost every other cross attempted today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, not, not, uh, not wrong. Uh, Tony Evans says, decent showing today, apart from the, the dire crossing. Uh, of course, we can uh, do nothing about a win, but what a pity! What a pity we didn't invest any money last summer to invest in a good pitch. <laughs> uh, Sean Stokes says that was better. No idea how, but we're still in a great position with a running. Uh, we should be chomping at the bit with um, the delivery was shocking in the second half. CBT has a role to play, I'm sure. Josh Thomas has got to give CBT more than 10 minutes to get into a game. Crossing horrendous. Lewis goes missing again. Positives are it's a point against the top team and we and we move up to third somehow. Uh, bringing Manny back in was a good move and no sign of Jolly again. I'm not yeah. going to talk about this, this no, Jolly we've, thing. We've gone, we've gone we've, on. We've talked about it many times. Aren't we? Yeah. yeah. You know, we... Not even in the seven subs, like when we, we we've got one fit striker. Mm, yeah. Anyway, uh, Matt Jones with one T, so it's not uh, not Jono Matt Jones. It's uh, you in the submarine so now, Paul? No, no. Sorry, there I've we just go. I've just covered up my mic. Sorry. Um, <laughs> a bit late for that. <laughs> uh, we should have taken six points off Cambridge this year. Uh, much improved performance today. Final ball into the box was woeful. Seems to be limping over the line, but if we finish third, we won't complain. Echoing what we've uh, what we've just been saying. Uh, Jacob Wilson has played well. Brilliant performances from O'Connor and Morris. Shame the ref robbed us of all three points. Ali Goodman, some positives to take from that player. He's locked up for the battle. Lloyd has to start every game. CBT looked lively when he came on. Hopefully Spearing is not out for long. Jake Keogh fan club, uh, otherwise known as the West Yorkshire uh, SWA, has played fairly well first half, but that quality in the second. Crosses into the box were shocking. Good to see Lloyd Star and CBT in the mix again. Uh, being third in the league after Friday's disaster is a decent outcome. Uh, Scott Wilson says O'Connor outstanding. Cambridge poor ref decisive contribution. Dion Kelly says good performance, but we really miss a striker. Uh, good to see a captain with the ball, so have a chat with the shithouse ref. Uh, would be worth a booking any day of the week. Uh, Ryan McKenzie says he's deflated, played well on the three points we're there for the taking. Horrendous dishes in by the ref. Not a pen, but Pembridge FC get almost one a game. Is, is this why Mullins got 25 plus goals? Well, he's I mean, he's got a lot of them. I mean, it's, yeah. it's worth pointing out, Paul, that do you know Mullins out front, I think 25 league goals. Who, do you know who's uh, second in, in the top scorers league? It's not Vaughan, is it? Yeah. Is it? Still. Still too clear. <laughs> yeah. Like, it just shows, it shows how vital he is for us, and it shows, you know, that no one else has got a... Yeah, Mullins, Mullins, having the, Mullins having the season of his life, do you know what I mean? And good luck to him. He always put a shift in for us. He always tried, and he were, unfortunately was always just second fiddle, wasn't he, to, to someone else, whether it be yeah. James Norwood, Morgan Ferrier, or James Vaughan when he came in um, two years ago on loan initially. So, yeah, good luck to him. Just, again, just 
his luck's in. Do you know what I mean? He, he puts that penalty there. Murphy makes a great save. It could go anywhere, that ball. It rebounds literally perfectly into a stride, so he taps it out four yards. Normally with one of them, it, you know, it, it could go out for a corner, couldn't it? It could go the other way. It went straight back to his feet. When you looks in, you fucking looks in, and it looks like their luck's been in all season. They've had so many late goals as well. That, you know, it looks like the way they're going, I can't see them not going up unless they have a, a serious collapse. But yeah. it didn't look they've good. Got the, the, yeah, they didn't look that good, but they've got no, points but, on the board. So. Yeah, and that's what matters. That's what wins your yeah. leagues. Yeah, Chami Ramdi says if if uh, if this is what Keith Hill calls a positive point, no, sorry, is this what Keith calls a positive point? Surely every point is positive. Sometimes you do need three. Not sure what he's implying there, but anyway, uh, Rich Farrant says feels like the sort of game we should have got three points out of with a bit more thoughtful play. Hopeful overhit crosses are very irritating. <laughs> yes, they are. Uh, Mike Pambo says uh, O'Connor played really well great to see CBT back on the pitch play like that till the end of the season we should make top three fingers crossed Mike uh, Scott Ferber says um, we need to get ball, the ball down and run at their full backs Keith has no plan B where's the silky tram we saw on the balls and parky uh, Kyle Ward says much better on Friday first to moan about Lewis but thought that was the best we've seen him in a Tramia shirt Morris man of the match robbed by the ref but we're back in the top three and it's back in our hands Rob Denman says much better with Lloyd floating up top with Lewis behind uh, pray that Vaughan is back for the last four to five games and we will get over the line uh, where are we Tom Davies says some of the final ball was shocking uh, the one we did got right, we scored. Still more uh, more than a match for top of the league, and we are third, so can't complain. Also due a good bit of form. Deck Evans says it was, uh, for once it feels like a point gained. Uh, ref lost the other two points for us. Uh, played well for the majority of the game. Hints of the Riverside have pushed us up, back up the league. Um, poor decision by the ref, but we're back in the autos. Still, uh, uh, broken social stee says would be fine if we'd beaten Grimsby and Southend. Uh, final ball awful. Question is, has it always been awful? And uh, Vaughan was that good, he was making something of it, or has it just been terrible since he's been out? I don't know. Uh, James <laughs> Vaughan would have a job scoring with the ball in the sixth row of the cop, wouldn't he? <laughs> he would do, really. Uh, Steve Atkinson says, uh, again, final ball. Worry for Nugent giving nothing to feed off. Monte impressive. Khan off his usual best. CBT looked a threat. Um, should have been on 10 minutes earlier. And then he says the ref dot, 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 dot. So I think we can probably fill in the blanks for that one. Um, Silverness WA says definite, perform- uh, definite, definite improvement from Friday. Uh, we're still misfiring after the Pizza Cup final. That said, we've been denied two wins and four points against Cambridge this season by some very dubious officiating. Uh, Dave P says, robbery, seeing some bad refs in the league, but this guy takes the biscuit. Much better performance and shows more fight, at least today. More positives than negatives. And How many tweets have we on today? 3,000? There's, uh, there's a lot. I'm still going. Um, good few more to go. And because I've started reading them all, I, I suppose I'd better you know, read them all. You've started, now you'll finish. Matt, yeah, Matt McCardle says, much better actual positive point. Um, it's a summit to negative, be negative about. It's another disappointment from Nugent. Surely Jolly Burton deserve a, a chance off the bench. Uh, will Amos says, felt we were robbed of the three points, played very well, apart from the final ball. Um yeah, uh, classic Tramia robbed by a, a dodgy penalty. Haven't seen that much play acting from the team since the Van Rahama days. Uh, Dickie Perry says Nugent's a waste of a place in the squad unless we play two up top, which is kind of what I've, I was implying before. Um, how can we not play a striker for 10 games since uh, <laughs> since Vaughan got injured? Uh, Dan TRFC, mixed feelings. Ref did cost us, but I can't remember a game when crossing was that bad. Desperately need a plan B. 
Hill is experienced enough to change things about and give teams more to think about. Um, and then he says he feels like it was two points dropped. Uh, Nick Flynn says, actually a decent point on paper. It's all the drop points recently that make it a poor point and two more dropped. Yeah, arguably, arguably. Uh, Kenny Clark says, Dave Nugent's a fraud. Uh, Steve Fletch says two points drop back into the top three must improve the quality into the box Rob Tyler says played well I thought it's a few bad pieces of play uh, but I think we deserve to win the game Rob by the ref never a penalty but a point against top of the league is good on to the next one uh, Phil uh, Gidman good Sentinel uh, best wishes again to them and course, uh, yeah. their family and Nate um, says give Lloyd what he wants to stay and start him fucking ace for us yeah he did have another good game uh, Dave Holmes said night and day from Friday can't afford to drop more points now play like we did in the first half and we will smash some teams defensively look very good uh, but no denying that the ref screwed us Miles Faulkner says simply not good enough again another missed opportunity one point from Cheltenham and Cambridge and no winning four It's a harsh way of looking at it, but uh, everyone's entitled to their opinion. Like you say, do you say, you know, one defeat in six, or do you say one win in six? Yeah. It's it's draws, isn't it? Ultimately draws. (laughs) If you even them out. Yeah, would would you rather draw? Like, it's better to win a game, lose a game, than draw two games, do you know what I mean? It's... But then you can talk yeah. about momentum being unbeaten, but then we go and get fucking battered 4-0 on Good Friday. And, you know, and like say, we've said all this, all show, any result was going to be better. You know, any performance was going to be better, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, Mike Bakhti says, uh, seven-game season, now it's back in our hands. What happened before is not relevant. Let's go. He's having it. Uh, Will Fidderman. That was me punching the desk, by the way. This is uh, Will Fiddleman oh, <laughs> uh, says, only thing I need to criticise, ball into the box. Yeah, we've mentioned that many, many times already. Um, got to hope Morecambe don't get a result tomorrow. And that is about it from uh, the tweets. Thank you very much to everyone who's been in touch. Really do appreciate all your, your feedback and the, uh, the interaction. It helps us get a feel of how your you know how the, the the fan base is feeling obviously with no uh no fans in the stadium you can't really gain that uh that you know that overall reaction uh to a game and um all the interaction is really helping us to kind of portray that and get that uh opinions across as best as we can we're trying to be balanced and level-headed if we can i know football's a very emotive game and you know sometimes People say things that uh, perhaps they regret uh, at a later stage and stuff, but um, yeah, we do doing our best to try and keep it, you know, on a on a bit of a level. Um, obviously, there's there's negatives, there's positives, um, but yeah, it's one of them where today was a lot better than the shambles that was Friday. So, um, bit more of a beat, and uh, still confident that we can do it, even though we we. We've not been good in the last sort of six or seven weeks. Saying the thing again, I, I, I like analogies like these, and I use them quite often. But saying you know today, today one all draw. Saying that today was was better than than Friday is like saying like we've shit ourselves in public in front of the girl of our dreams on Friday, our first date with the girl of our dreams. We've shit ourselves in the in the restaurant everywhere, and everyone's seen it. That's Friday. Today on the second date, we've just uh, shit ourselves in our house in front of our parents. So it's not, you know what I mean? <laughs> Either way, we've shit ourselves, and that's never good. So I just, we we need to be, Paul, performances we like Good Friday. Up. Fucking right, we do. First of all. <laughs> performances like Good Friday are just not acceptable. I don't care who you are. I don't care what league we're in, in this football club. You know, a 4 0 defeat can happen against, you know, playing a better side, a much bigger side than you with more quality. I don't think that Cheltenham side is better than us, man for man. I thought they just what we, it was a disgrace. You know what I mean? We should just probably leave that there and go look. The players on there that that can't happen again, and I, I'd like to think it won't. Certainly not this season. 
a performance like today is what we should be expecting the bare minimum of. And you've got to take your chances. You've got to be better in the final third. And the fucking delivery has to be better than it was. I, I can't remember a game, honestly, with that amount of just terrible crosses coming in. It was relentless, their terrible delivery, and it was crazy. To, to, so to, many wasted positions, Paul. Yeah, to be fair. Well, I mean, we did put a lot of deliveries into the stand. <laughs> it just needs one of them to be better. One of them to be that perfect ball. Don't even need perfect you, ball. You can't. Ball. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, if you take one that went into row Z of the stand and put it onto whoever's head in the six-yard box, just one of those, you know, okay, put 10 in the stand, but just put one on someone's head of the 11 that went in the stand instead. 10 in the stand, just one, you know, really good ball into one of our players in the six-yard box. That would just, that would make a big, a huge difference. But, the last uh, time. Right, the last time there was that level of shite final ball and finishing um, on Pretton Park pitch was when you were trying to recreate Ben Solid's <laughs> goal against Woking. How many was it? 15 takes? Uh, it was more than that, mate. It was about 25. <laughs> 25. Please dig out, uh, dig out that video just so I can rewatch it. Um, it is still on the club YouTube. So. 10 million views, I think it's got, hasn't it? Yeah. Uh, not quite, but uh, more than I'd like. <laughs> i tell you what, right, Paul, before we, we wrap it up um, and try and keep this under a fucking hour, um, I've got a, f- a funny story here um, that should hopefully make everyone smile, going back to the glory days of Tramia. So a, f- a friend of mine, Nick Roberts, very good person, a long-time friend of mine, a friend of his works in TV, um, and he was doing. he's a TV producer, I forget his name, and he was interviewing Joe Cole, and he asked him about the game against... He played in West Ham you know, when we beat them 1-0 in the Cup. And it was that yeah. weird time when the FA Cup was played. The third round of the Cup was played in December yeah. for some reason. I think it was when... Um, it was December 99. So I think it was when Man U got playing in that stupid um, World Cup position yeah. and, and they didn't yeah. defend it, did they? So yeah. um, he spoke to Joe Cole about that. I don't know if this made the final interview, but he transcribed it for it. So this is Joe Cole... Uh, Joe Cole's account of the one time he came to Pretton Park and played for West Ham against us. In the 90s, nobody sat down and watched videos of the opposition. Harry Redknapp was our manager, and he didn't really do tactics. He just went out and played. Before the game, he came and said to me, me. (laughs) before the game, he said to me, Coley, they've got this lad Chaloner who can apparently throw it really, he can really throw the ball. You're marking him as he takes throw-ins. Okay, I thought, whatever, I'll just stand in front of him. The, your first throw of the match, I'm standing in front of him, in front of him, and he launches this rocket right over me. I've never seen anything like it. So I keep standing in front of him, and he keeps throwing the ball over me. You score from one of them as well. We get in at half time, and Harry's livid. He tears into me for not stopping these long throws. I'm like Gaffer. I'm five foot eight, and he can throw the ball like a cross. What to expect me to do? Harry screams at me. Try fucking jumping. <laughs> So when he gets his first throw in the second half, I stand in front of him and jump, and the ball goes over my head again. Next throw, I try it again. Same result. I'm thinking, I must look like a right cunt here jumping to stop these throws. Fuck this. So I just stop jumping. I get in at full time. We've lost, and we're out the cup. Harry looks at me in the dressing room and says, I'm never asking you to mark a long throw again. (laughs) I honestly still don't know what he expected me to do. You had a good team back then. What happened to you? (laughs) So... Yeah. Um, so that was it. He, he was asked to. Mo- I'm never asking you to mark a long throw. Harry Redknapp asked Joe Cole to mark a long throw, and then yeah. as he, he ended that with, "You had a good team back then. What happened? Um, yeah. yeah, Joe, we've been asking that for 30 years, unfortunately, or well, 20 years. Since uh, what years. happened was, uh, oh yeah, inexplicable. Um, the fact that he was asked to mark him. No, not Mark. He was asked to mark a long throw. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I mean, I kind of understand the terminology, but he's fucking the smallest player on the pitch. Do you know what, ironically, (laughs) Paul? Maybe... Of course he's going to just throw it over his head. Maybe if I'd heard this story before Good Friday, I could have helped out our players defending, but unluckily not. 
I, I would love to have known the preparation we did for the long throw. Because I'll tell you what we did, Paul. Admittedly, it is very halved because we don't have anyone who can throw it anywhere near. Well, we we do actually, but he's uh, he's playing for Notts County at the minute and uh, doing very well for himself, by the way. But uh, that's, that's uh, maybe another story. But um, for another day. Yeah. I do have a little bit of uh, a shout out. Um, a lad who used to work for the club alongside me, a lad called Will Newbolt. Uh, he works for a organisation called African Adventures, and um, Tranmere was doing a project in Ghana. Um, there's a there's a there's some details on the the Tranmere website, but um, it's a an opportunity uh, for a school, I think, to uh, to go out to uh, to Ghana and do some sort of volunteer work, and there's there's lots going on. Check out the the, the website if you search for uh, Rovers in Ghana, Tranmere in Ghana. It'll come up on the Tranmere website. But Will is doing you know, great great work um, in the community and uh, helping sort of lots of you know African countries who are you know third world countries who are in need of support. Uh, you know, improving facilities and this, that, and the other. So he's doing good stuff, and I said I'd, I'd mention that. So, um, yeah, check out the, the bit on the website, and if anybody can help, or if there's like uh, ways that you know, organisations, businesses, schools, whatever it is, to to, to help get involved with that. Um, all the details are on the Tramway website. Yeah everyone get um you know it sounds like a great project paul and um you know nothing but good luck to him with that sort of stuff um there's a few little snippets here before i mean it's going to be it's in over an hour this show now but it's coming out from keith hill i'm sure people probably read them by the time they listen to this anyway but if they don't he was asked um a time scale on james vaughan and hale said i haven't put a time on it i can't because i'd be encouraging the medical staff to do something that they shouldn't which is hurry hurry him up when he's not quite fit However, this is Richard Garnett's report I'm reading here. Um, he says, in a separate interview, Joe Murphy hinted his return may only be a couple of weeks away. Um, on the Jay Spearing one, um, he <laughs> said, Jay uh, Spearing, it looks like a hamstring injury. Um, yeah. But I think that's our 51st game today of the season. He's been influential, but we'll need everyone. Now, Kirby wasn't even in the squad today, but he will be needed. With the seven games that we've got, the seven players on the bench today will be needed. There's no doubt about that. Some interesting stuff in there, actually, by the way. You should go and, if you don't follow him, uh, at Garnster. He is on Twitter, Richard Garner. He's one of the few journalists left who gives us proper <laughs> coverage. Um, yeah. yeah, and all his quotes, he's on his World Globe uh, blog. Uh, it's posted there, so give him, give, go and give him a follow, uh, at Garnster, Richard Garnet. Um And all Keith Hill's quotes are up there post-match. If you don't fancy watching what will probably be a 10-minute post-match interview on YouTube, I've given up watching them. No reason. I just like, go, oh, I can't be bothered listening to you. I mean, not not, not often personal, but I'd much rather read a, a transcript than, uh, than watch it myself. So, yeah, that's it, Paul. I've, yeah, by the way, really three good. times during the last five minutes, I've had evils of Tash and Treacle yeah. has jumped down off the windowsill. So uh, it's probably time to wrap this shenanigan up, isn't it? Yeah, well, I'm home alone. So oh, watch out for him. Um, hopefully, you don't get bailed and uh, loads of <laughs> hilarious incidents happen. No, exactly. Got that yeah, yeah. With Michael Jordan on a, you know, <laughs> stick him on a train track, yeah. make it look like you're having a big party at Harper's yeah. house. <laughs> It always comes in handy. So uh, yeah, your, your mansion there is like isn't it an exact replica of the the house from Home Alone. It's huge. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. Very, very similar. Thought so. Was it eight bedrooms? <laughs> uh, if only any of this was true. But anyway, <laughs> well, uh, you never... been good to be back, and we'll uh, we'll be back on Saturday. Thanks again to the Tramway Rivers Official Sports Club. Uh, helping with our running costs and uh, yeah we'll see you on Saturday thanks very much for listening yeah hopefully we'll have um, you know hopefully Scunthorpe away yeah hopefully we're celebrating the result like uh, October 2012 was at Scunthorpe rather than um, May 
2009, which was not a pleasant experience for me, and I'd had quite a bit to drink, let's be honest about that. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. we'll be back Saturday then. Go and give us a... Go, if you're on listening on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, please leave a five-star rating and write a little review. really helps the algorithms. Go and subscribe to us on there. You can listen and download, stream from there. Same on Spotify. Go and give us a follow on Spotify Podcasts. Just search This Is Tramia. We're up on SoundCloud. If you listen on there, like a lot of people do, still it's the easiest way to do it. Just click and it streams on the app or in your browser. And yeah, give us a follow on Twitter at this is Tramia. Instagram at this is Tramia. I'm at Matt Hibbert seventeen on Insta at Matt Hibbert on Twitter, and Paul Harper is at Paul Harper eighty two on both. And so is Jake Keo. He's just at Jake Keo double H. Hopefully, we'll get all three of us back together uh, on Saturday. Scunthorpe away. We desperately need a win and another decent performance. We'll see you then. Enjoy the rest of your week. Up the fucking Tramia. <laughs>